Hello, loves, and welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Mack, and it's such a joy to be gathered with you here today. Thank you so, so much for being here. Well, we have a very rich, very deep, very powerful month ahead in this monthly medicine. We're going to be um, really spending a nice, kind of generous, juicy amount of time on the wild soul um, spread for the month ahead, just sort of the invitational spread where we're being invited to kind of draw our attention into the anchors that are really presenting themselves to us is really helpful this month. And they are big, <laughs> they are major energies, all major arcana, literally. Um, we're also going to be looking at the tarot cards that, that live in the month of March, which are the moon and the tethered one for Pisces and the emperor and the tower for Aries season. So really, again, just um, super abundant, really nourishing amounts of um, tarot anchoring support for the month ahead. You know, in these monthly medicines, we never really speak about what will be because soul tarot is totally non-predictive. But um, yeah, just hopefully, um, no matter what arises, you can hopefully come home to these themes and these ideas. So as I've been saying, um, you know, I've said this for many years on this podcast and on some of my offerings that are sort of time specific, March is a bridge month, one of a few of the year, um, that are really a kind of a crossing over point from one sort of threshold that we may be occupying or living in to another. So with this one, this is so big. March is always so big because March closes the Zodiac cycle. It essentially is the real start to the new year. And I say real, it's like in quotes, because who the hell, who, who really has the right to say something's the, the real start to the new year. But um, there is really something to be said and acknowledged for the fact that Aries starts and kickstarts and fires up a new Zodiac wheel that will take us through 2022. And in March of 2022, we'll um, go through that deep release in Pisces and find ourselves back at the seed point in Aries season. So it's really, March is always, always, always this pretty, um, for back, lack of a better word, like intense kind of portal, intense bridge that this Pisces is so much about it's mutable water. It's, it's, it's both of the major, um, Pisces tarot cards, the moon and the tethered one have to do with a kind of suspension and a hanging out in typically something that is egoically pretty uncomfortable, um, in the service of support and helpfulness. The moon and the tethered one share a common core. The moon is ruled by Pisces. The tethered one is ruled by Neptune. And both share a common goal, which is to say, I love you so much that I'm not, as much as I can, I'm going to support you in not taking anything into the next cycle of your life that you're not meant to be carrying. Even if it's like a cooking pot on the top of your big, um, you know, like camping pack, if it's adding even like you know, the smallest amount of weight, if it's not in alignment, I don't want you to carry it. 
And because Pisces is such a liminal, mutable, watery time, it can feel like it's very, very challenging to know kind of where we're at, where we're going. And certainly, I mean, we really are transitioning into a time on this planet where we're not really going to quote, know. Like we're, we're leaving that kind of strategic linear thinking model behind. Obviously it's still very much alive and kicking for many people, but the more we say yes to ourselves, to presence, the, the, the harder it is to go not back to that, but into that. So it's really powerful. Essentially, you know, the theme of the month of March is emergence And it is absolutely a month that is all about rebirth, all about belonging. Belonging is a huge theme this month. However, the term and the phrase belonging shows up for you because we all, I, I really do believe we all have a lot of stuff around the word belonging. It's a really loaded word because a lot of us don't feel like we belong. And, um, Some of us feel like we don't belong in certain spaces because of systemic issues, actual issues. Some of us really just feel like we don't because of other, you know, um, things within ourselves or other kind of more painful experiences that we've had. You know, we, we all have stuff here, um, not to, uh, diminish it by calling it stuff. I mean, we all have tremendous as my therapist would say, material (laughs) around this area. And it's not like we're being asked to go in and like, well, you have to feel like you belong everywhere. You have to deal with all your wounds around belonging. Like not at all. It's just what we are being asked to do around the theme of belonging as it relates to emergence in this, this month ahead is to identify from a soul level. And we're always doing this dance, right? Of soul and brain, soul and mind. And the two really ideally are always working together where the brain is like the big overprotector. Like the brain says, Hey, don't go there. Don't do this. You were once rejected here. People didn't get what you were doing. You can't do this. Other people can do this, but you can't do this. Right. And that's sometimes there is something to that. There there's, it's really important to acknowledge like, yeah, I totally understand what brain, why you would say this. And then there are moments when the soul comes in and despite all of our stories, all of our experiences, everything that we've held and gone through, somehow we're being told step forward into something new, emerge into something, you know, that you're, you're transitioning into a certain area and it can be very scary. It can really bring up all the feelings. So this theme of belonging is really about coming home to this sense of deeper birthright around what we're feeling called to do, to share, to say with an awareness of, you know, what, what does that feel like? What does that look like for me? A belonging with ourselves, a sense of deeper belonging with our ancestors who've maybe passed or not, um, our, our, guides on the other side of the veil, you know, the, the spirits and the beings that hold and support us. Um, we will all have different access points into this idea of like, just asking ourselves, what is my relationship to belonging? 
because there is again this this very deep ripple this current inside of this month that is related to that theme in ways that I don't I'm not going to pretend to necessarily understand myself I don't really know and it certainly doesn't feel like a simplification of this idea of belonging but it is a, a really big part of it and I think in some ways because this month is so much about emergence and the theme of butterfly has come up so much for me in channeling this monthly medicine and feeling into the cards that are coming up that I think in some ways the theme and the medicine and the invitation of belonging might be not as simple but as simple in a way um not to oversimplify it but you know as as pure as being able to say I'm ready to come into a deeper belonging on the other side of this chrysalis that in some ways, many of us, myself included, like hand raised here in ways that most folks would either not necessarily understand or, you know, because it's my own life. But um, many of us have been in a chrysalis time, whether we've been working through becoming more visible, becoming more honest, um, stepping away, being willing to receive something, you know, in ways very, very personal, very, perhaps very small in the eyes of someone else, but huge to us, or in some ways really, really collective, you know, that's much, much larger than ourselves. Um, there's a huge sense of that here, of just really feeling into like, where do I find myself in this spectrum here? Like, where, where am I? What's coming up for me around this idea of leaving a particular chrysalis behind? Because that is all Pisces. Like Pisces really solidifies the chrysalis. Aries is when we drop it and fly into something new. So the emergence piece is really, really powerful here. The belonging piece is very, very powerful. Belonging is a huge theme of Aries and Emperor. The, sh the scream, the shout of a newborn baby is a really strong place to bring ourselves when we're like, oh, do I have a right to do this, to be here, to take up space, to share my gifts, to share what I might have to say on something, the emperor says, of course you do. And when we're always, you know, kind of touching in with what's in alignment to the degree that we're able in a, in a particular moment, we can see like, I'm taking up too much space in this room, you know, so to speak. Let me pull back a little bit. Let me do more listening than I do speaking. In some areas, we can say, I'm I'm willing to take up sacred space that's in alignment for all, and I, I don't know certain things, or I do. So it's very much a, a big, big butterfly time. And I think one of the things that is so fascinating to me about the um, sort of oversimplification of the caterpillar to butterfly mythos or story is that um, the caterpillar is compelled to create this chrysalis and where there will eventually be a, a complete alchemical change and there'll be an emergence in a completely new form. And there's a comfort to me in that as a human being, because very often, like we have absolutely no fucking clue what we're going through as we're going through it. <laughs> like, it's just like, 
we don't understand. We're going, going, going. We don't know why it's taking so long. Are we doing something wrong? Have we missed, have we missed something? Like that there really are all these moments where we just find ourselves again and again being like, what the fuck am I in? What is this? And there is, it's not necessarily an always for everyone, but there is really collectively the opportunity for a very big dropping of, um, of that cocoon. And again, a kind of a coming forward in some new way, um, which is exactly on, on track with what the planet really needs. Cause again, the, the planet is, more than anything else, asking, demanding of us that we come and bring to the planet what we promise to bring, period, what we're being called to bring. Not everybody's going to understand that. That's okay. They don't have to, (laughs) like really. You know, you may not get the kind of assurance or um, validation around that that you might believe. You know, some of us think like, oh, if something's successful, it'll make a certain amount of money. It'll get a certain amount of people. Not true. Just sometimes doing the thing is so big that it clears the space for so many more things to come through. So it's a big bridge month guiding us from Pisces season, guiding us from this last kind of spiral within the cycle that that is connected still to 2020 it's it's cutting that thread it's really cutting that cord with 2020 march and on in the equinox portal around march 20th we will transition into a whole new cycle you know birthed into being by aries so our two cards that are really showing up as big, big anchors that we can return to again and again this month are the pisces tarot cards there and the moon and the tethered one. The moon is a liminal experience where we are really, our vision is in some way shielded, where we're not really able, it's like the the hermit at a at a at max level, <laughs> where we're really invited to go down and in into ourselves, into the waters of our being in a way that is beyond anything we've done before. And every single time we get to one of these big kind of pause and go within cards, you're not really going to see what physically in the realm of the physical uh, present day world, you're not necessarily going to know what's going on, where you're going, what what's happening. Like all that the moon card really shows us like, that's okay. One of the most beautiful things that the moon card does and why Pisces season is so powerful is that because of the very nature of the moon card and Pisces energy, because it really is about, I don't know what's happening. I am kind of in the void here. I am feeling so liminal. I am wanting to have a sense of, of where I'm at and the edges and borders and boundaries of this experience in the unknown where I have absolutely no clue what's going to happen next. Very naturally, because we're humans, it triggers the nervous system a bit. It It's activating, if not triggering, and it will cause us all of our stuff, all of our stuff about control, about panic, about, um, you know, about fear really, rather than panic. Um, all the things that are lying under the surface they get to come up. They bubble up. That's the point. And then we get to move into 
the, the tethered one, which really is about us being in a state of cocooning, of chrysalis, of suspension in a kind of a container that says, you are going to, on the other side of this, be in a state of total change and transformation. And the more that I can keep you inside of this chrysalis, helping every little thing that wants to come up to be processed that cannot come with you, that absolutely cannot travel with you into this new time, I'm going to help you be with those things so that you don't have to take it with you. Both of them do a kind of a partner, you know, a partner share with this work where the moon says, it basically puts us out in the middle of the ocean, like on a, on a, on a moonlit night and says, can you hang out in the middle of the ocean without trying to swim to the shore? And it's going to bring up a lot. There's a lot of really intense energy in Pisces season. I mean, it's big. Again, it's very magnetic. It draws a lot of stuff up from the surface. You can think of that as almost like a big magnet. So we've been in Pisces season for for a little bit now, and, and I've certainly already felt this, like just thing after thing after thing, um, you know, continues to arise within my being. Then I'm like, holy shit, okay, that's definitely wanting my attention. Good to know. Um, and the tethered one really says like, pause here, wait here, hold this, you know, stay here. You may want to leave the chrysalis. You may believe you're finished with this cocoon. You want to get out, you want to fly. But if you try to fly and there's a little bit too much on that knapsack, you're going to be weighed down. So it's not exactly the most fun experience to be in Pisces season. I love Pisces energy and I love my Pisces, my Pisceans. Um, but the actual season can sometimes, you know, just be, um, it's different work. It's just, it's, it's a different energy than other times of the year. It really calls on us to work with different things. Um, but the theme of tethered one and the moon are the same. They share again, a common vision, a common loving intention, which is to assist you in allowing anything and everything that needs and desires to be acknowledged and processed and brought up to the surface to have the space to do so. So it can be looked at, loved up, cherished, bowed to, so that we can decide, am I complete with this? Am I not? Like it's a big time of potential clearing and you can lean into that and utilize it as much as you want to. Like you may be called to do a lot with that energy. You may not, you can take it to ritual and ceremony. I almost, um, at least once a week, um, will literally have a, a time where I'm writing sometimes on like 20, 30 pieces of paper, sometimes on two, what I'm committing to the fire and I'll burn that because it, it is, um, I am always in deeper awareness of where I'm holding fear, where I'm holding control, where I believe something has to go a certain way. And, um, the more we become aware of that, if we can externalize it into some kind of, again, um, ritual, be it really simple or really elaborate. Uh, I think that's a great thing. And why do we have to kind of hold here, be in that chrysalis, hang out maybe longer than we want to, because 
we're re-emerging in a brand new time where Pisces is really the ultimate season of death on the wheel of that year, uh, so to speak, on, on the zodiacal wheel, on that cycle that is preparing us to be the seed under the earth that sprouts open as we move over into Aries season. And we're essentially moving, you know, it's one of the most wild dances in, in, a, in the months of the year to go from, you know, moon and tethered one to like the, the emperor and the tower. Like it's a, it's a pretty big energetic shift, but we, we got it, you know, we're, we're up for it to be sure. So on March 20th, we'll transition into Aries season and our cards for Aries season are, as I said, emperor and tower. So we've done just so much talking about tower on this podcast. Tower, tower energy is it's so great. I'm not saying that it's not horrible sometimes and doesn't feel like dreadful, but it really only ever brings like all the tarot cards. Um, it, it, especially as we look to them in soul tarot, like we always look to the medicine that they bring always. It doesn't mean we can't like them or, or that we have to like them rather. It doesn't mean that we will enjoy the experience, but we can acknowledge that they always do bring something for our nourishment in some way, in some capacity. So with the emperor, this is where we really, this is the beginning of the emergence. This is again, the literal rebirth, you know, Aries season emperor is the newborn baby. It's brand new. It's the rising of the sun. It very much like Pisces is the, 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 um, time in the night that is, you know, again, before the dawn begins to happen. It's a very, very deep place of inner looking, of processing, of emotions, of, of potential psychic connections, dreams, unconscious, very, very deep stuff. Um, and Aries and, and Emperor are very deep too. It's just a completely different energy where once we transition into Aries season, this is again the birth in a new energetic time very powerful. Emperor is always here to remind us you belong here. You have worth, even if you can't see it, even if you don't believe it, even if you don't know where you belong, it reminds us you have a right to be here. This is your birthright, that you have gifts, that you came here for a reason. Even if you don't know why you're here, what you're supposed to be doing, it's okay. It's okay to not know. But even if you don't know, there's still something to be said for holding the space of possibility in any moment. I, I, I have purpose, you know, I have a right to be here. This is, this is my one life within this life. If you believe that it's your one life, some of us don't, some of us do, but in this particular incarnation, here you are. And, you know, I don't mean to put it in a, the context of, um, like external validation, but you know, what are we bringing, right? That's a lot of what emperor asks of us. Like it tasks us and invites us to step up, to step forward in some way that might feel a little scary. And this is where that sense of belonging and emergence kind of flow into one beautiful winged being and, and can take us to the new level of our lives in some way. I know that this message is likely hitting everyone who's listening to it on some level. 
because we're speaking of something that's very collective. We have been in this time kind of like waiting, waiting, waiting. March kind of pivots that a little bit. We'll still kind of feel a sense of like, okay, but it's the beginning of starting to blossom rather than doing all of the underground root seed work. This is starting to be more about like what is starting to bloom open on the surface. And likely some people listening to this have already started to experience that. I've already started to be like, whoa, I've been in this limbo state, in this in this liminal state. Now I'm starting to see what all of this internal work is, is blossoming to. And we're going to start to feel that. And for some folks, the blossom will be a little challenging because if we've left our root system untended in some way, um, if we've really been hearing the call from ourselves, for other from others to step up, evolve, acknowledge harm, like in some way, and we haven't done it, we've purposely turned away, um, this time may be an important time to be like, okay, have to look at that now. <laughs> you know, have to look at that now, have to take responsibility at this point. And, um, you know, there's always work like that to be done. We're always, um, you know, in that state of evolving and expanding and, and doing better, doing our work, hopefully. And for many of us, this is about really an answer to that feeling this month of like, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. I don't understand this. March, and again, this isn't a prediction, but March really will offer us the opportunity to get a little bit more insight on what the hell has been happening, on why we've been paused, why we've been unsure, why this particular thing had to take so long. Um, it's often not until we're in something on the very threshold of great change that we realize like, holy shit, this is so scary. This is so big. I understand why it took a lot longer than I thought it should have or might or did for this person. Like there's going to be a lot of clarification and with the tower coming in, like in, in terms of Aries season, the tower is just at its sweetest. And I, I can't believe that I'm saying that about this, but it's true that when you start to step forward, emerge from that chrysalis, step into yourself in emperor, when you start to return to the kind of birthright that connects you to forests, to mountains, to volcano chains, to like the root system that connects aspen trees, the, the bigness of nature and of this planet of this universe that you are a part of, when we can start to return to that in a way that is soul guided rather than egoically guided, because the ego is the one that says, I want to take up all the space in the room. I need all the land. I need all the resources. Like that's not true emperor. That's the ego. And sometimes emperor reversed. Um, most of the time emperor reversed is a way of saying, Hey, this is like you're actually, you could be stepping up more. <laughs> um, you may be afraid. Let's, let's look at that. That's most of the time what emperor reverse refers to. Um, the tower, once we start stepping into emperor and saying yes to ourselves and to our calling and bringing our truest selves forward and being vulnerable, which is all emperor Aries themes, um, we start 
to have the opportunity to have more tower clearings, which is great because the more you step into your yes, the more the no's around you are going to be abundantly clear. The more the things that don't work, haven't worked for a really long time, they're, they're just going to be so obvious. And then the question will be, can we acknowledge those things? It's like once the butterfly leaves the chrysalis, there's no emotion about it, likely. It's, there's just an understanding this is the next thing. And with any emperor, any transition into Aries season, there are always things we leave behind. They don't have to be anything that you love, cherish, adore. Um, it, it really just can be that we're, I'm ready for something else. Like I'm ready for something different here or I've outgrown this. And it may be very, very painful and it will be abundantly obvious. Um, what we're really moving toward is really different, making space for different possibilities. And in that way, the tower works with the uh, emperor so beautifully because they both make space in this uh, spectrum of experience to be able to say like, hey, like we're holding a space of such expansion for you. There's, you know, you're a seed your seed about ready to blossom. There are endless possibilities. How will we work with them? How can we emerge? How can we acknowledge, you know, we always um, speak about, or at least I do, like the chrysalis, the chrysalis, like wanting to get the fuck out of what, what doesn't serve. And yet sometimes when we are at that point of getting ready to clear away that cocoon space, there's terror. There's tremendous fear. There's doubt. I am crazy to leave this behind. What was I thinking? It worked. <laughs> like it kept me safe. Once we start sensing we're going to leave it and like we've changed inside of it, it can bring up all the feelings, all the experiences, all the, all the expansions, like the, the fear and the, the contractions that come up with such a big expansion like that. And so if we can lean on the passage, the journey that we're on in the, and, and these beautiful anchors that are here for our support that are here to be leaned on. If we can remember, you know, this is moon, this is tethered one. This is the way of these cards. This is the teaching of them. They're here to help bring all the stuff up from the bottom of my ocean to the surface. So I can say, I'd like for this to come with me and I feel complete with this. And when I emerge on the other side in the in the equinox on March 20th, 21st, into this new iteration of myself on this new cycle and this new beautiful journey of discovery, um, it will be done so from the energy of I'm not carrying anything that I'm not meant to hold anymore. I'm meant to leap. I'm meant to dive into a different time. So it is really, really powerful, really powerful. Um, and the theme, again, is very much on this idea of emergence and, again, of belonging. Like, where do we feel that sense of kinship, of being witnessed and seen, of being honored and lifted? And, and where can we, um, where might we be called to divest in places that, 
actually profit from us not feeling like we belong? You know, where can we invest in places that are actively making a space for us? You know, where, and by the way, investment is time too. You know, where are the friends, the, the loves, you know, what, who are we spending our time with? You know, what are we consumed with? Where's our energy spent? That's a big part of the, of the work. Well, not work, but the invitation around this idea of belonging and certainly emergence. There's very much a possibility in March that has to do with us like coming into some aspect of ourselves that we maybe have been afraid to fully claim. So a lot is possible this month. The Wild Soul Collective reading for March, our card for the month ahead is incredibly the emperor. (laughs) So I've just spent a lot of time talking about emperor, but this is just essentially doubling down on the importance of this card. Again, emperor is the mountain. It is the forest. It is the wingspan of the great birds. It is um, the spirit base that we are allowed to take up and the question of where and how do we take up space that is rooted in a sense of fear of our little kids needing something from us that maybe we're not giving to them. So they're, we're trying to take up space in other ways that's really um, from a more empty place, um, from a hole in us perhaps that we may be unaware of or unwilling to fill because of some resistance within us. Um, It's really a check and a balance point on both sides because it doesn't just say like take up space however, wherever you want. The emperor is very much about aligned space, space that is in highest and best for all, that works for any given moment, that acknowledges like, hey, here's how I take up space within this space. Um, But coming back to this idea of the, again, the cry of the newborn, the newborn's not saying like, oh, I'll be quiet for everyone. The newborn's like, I'm fucking here. <laughs> I am here. I am taking up space in the room and I am, I will be witnessed. Like I want to be witnessed. I want to communicate in this way. There's no attempt to minimize. So there is an energy, a core of that, that we are being asked to reclaim a hundred percent in emperor. So this just kind of doubles up on Um, emperor being this enormous catalyst, anchor, teacher, ally for us this year around um, us bringing to the planet what we're feeling called to bring, even if it's a little scary, and um, reclaiming, again, this sense of ourselves that says, and I, I, this is my truth, this is my yes, and I'm here to live in it. It's not always easy to do that. It's actually really intense work. what we're being invited to see, um, that, and you know, this question was interesting. So what we're being invited to see, what was under that question when that was suggested by spirit? Because it's very similar to what we're being invited to pay attention to, but they're different. And there is that question later in this reading. What we're being invited to pay attention to is really rooted in devoting our attention and our energy to through the month ahead. This question, what we're being invited to see, is acknowledging something that we might not be aware of right now. 
Like what is something that's happening under the surface of emperor flowing in sort of a deeper way, something that if we were to ask spirit, like, is there anything that you'd have me know right now? This is rooted in the question, what am I being invited to see? If hopefully that makes sense. So the answer to that, the card that was pulled for what I'm, what I'm being invited to essentially, um, be, have known to me that I'm maybe not, uh, seeing. Uh, so clearly, uh, the card that came up for that is Empress incredibly. So what I think is contained within the Empress card with regard to this particular pull is really quite extraordinary. And essentially the message inside of this from the universe, you might want to say from me, who knows from the card itself is really that all of this is about receiving. All of this is about acknowledging the places within ourselves where we're so fucking uncomfortable with receiving, receiving support and love and nourishment and absolutely sources of validation and of witnessing and of empowerment and of visibility and pleasure. Like I could go on and on. We've all got it. And that's really at the heart of quite a bit of uh, not to like, I mean, this is a wild oversimplification, but it's at the root of quite a bit of the, of our stuff as humans and some of the ways in which we act out or isolate. And, and again, it's not to oversimplify or to claim that I understand all the reasons that we do what we do, but a, a piece of it that is definitely being asked to be in the part of the conversation this month, especially as it relates to emerging, to stepping into emperor, to saying, I, I have a right to be here. This is what I'm feeling called to bring. And I'm not going to apologize for it. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's cool. There's the door. Um, is acknowledging that this is about receiving. This is about saying yes and actually receiving the sweetness that's within that. This is about saying that, um, that so much of what we're moving into, it's a miserable fucking time on this planet. Without bypassing that, how can we prioritize sweetness? That might just feel like a joke right now to some folks. And I, I, I understand why it would. Where is the pleasure in our lives? Where is the sweetness? Where can we access that? If at all, is that possible? Is it possible to be in the courageous willingness to expand our capacity for that kind of thing. You know, Empress has a very, very strong relationship with um, the tethered one. And that's because they share a number system. The tethered one is 12. The Empress is three. So if you add up one plus two, you get three. Um, we were in, in 2019, a tethered one Empress year they like to work together. And um, essentially, I think this card is speaking to the fact that, you know, when we're in this kind of limbo, this chrysalis time, and also the emperor time, it can just kind of feel really draggy and can feel like hard and intense. And empress is here to basically say, you're doing all of this. So hopefully you and others around you can have a sweeter life. You're doing this so that at the end of the day, you don't feel like 
you're, um, you know, sometimes we're in positions where like we we're doing what we got to do. Right. But if we're able to, to the degree our privilege allows, are we feeling like we're bringing to the planet what we really can today, what we really want to, if we can't really bring to the planet what we want to today, what's our why for that? Are there real um, barriers to it? Or is it that we feel like we're afraid, we don't want to, like what's there? And even if we don't necessarily have a reason as to why or, you know, the what of it all or how we might change it, can we hold the intention that no matter where we are, that life can eventually one day be sweeter, have more pleasure in it? It's a very, very big time of creating spaciousness right now. And I don't mean like time off. I mean like more spaciousness on a whole in ways that I am not even sure that I'm understanding myself right now <laughs> because pretty consistently this year, there's been a sense of like, oh, wow, like this is, there's a lot more space around this particular thing or that thing than there ever has been. And I've noticed again and again, how uncomfortable I feel with that. So that's all Empress work, that idea of receiving, um, of pleasure, of beauty. It's all Venus themes. Um, Venus is in Pisces for most of this month. And like, these are all big Venus and Pisces themes too. Venus is exalted in Pisces. So it's definitely in Venus rules the Empress. So definitely like an underlying theme of this month is to be tethered, to be just touching back, maybe leaving a note for yourself on your altar, maybe keeping Empress up in your, on your altar in some way drawing your own version of Empress. I'm a big fan of making your own card, maybe even renaming Empress to something that feels more aligned for you. Just that energy of willingness to be in as much pleasure as we can stand or have access to at this moment today. You know, how can we expand and live in that? And how can we remember that that's what we're going for here is less capitalism, more spaciousness is less, um, less pain and more beauty. Like, um, and we can't bypass any of it, but it's an important thing to hold that as this month flows to come back to that, because it's not always going to be super obvious that Empress is a part of the, of the tapestry of the month. So whatever we can do to kind of come back to the energy is a really good thing. The lesson of the month ahead, like what we're being invited to learn and to work with is magician. So if we're rooted in a sense of emergence, it also frees us open to have access to all kinds of different new ways of externalizing our creativity. So this is, again, a very, very big month for creation for bringing things down and through, for being open and available to really quick changes. Magician is very much like we're journaling, 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 kind of doing our own thing. And then all, all of a sudden, boom, we're being called to, to share it. We're being called to do this. You know, sometimes we work in, in magician a ton and we never really share anything that comes through us in magician because at the core of it, magician is really just about being open that's it. So this month in terms of the lesson, 
how can we stay open? You know, what does that look like as, as much as possible? How can we keep ourselves to a certain extent available in the midst? And I know that for a lot of people, like staying open and available to creativity is, it does not feel accessible <laughs> like right now. Um, so reframing it in your own way, knowing that magician the magician card is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is the great communicator. Maybe you have things to say that you haven't been able to say before. Maybe they're like really hard things. That's what we do in magician. When it's in alignment, when we feel the yes and the call, we may speak on it, you know, in a way that maybe we're just speaking and screaming in the car. Maybe if it really feels like a yes, we're bringing a conversation to someone that could potentially be very transformative. Maybe we're creating, we're painting, we're making space for some kind of other engaged practice, and it doesn't really have anything to do with our day-to-day. Maybe we're not. So it really, how can we stay open to creative expression, to being a vessel, to, dare I say, channeling, just being available and just saying, oh, wow, I didn't expect this particular thing to come through me, and yet here it is. And sometimes it really can be just that simple just a little nudge. The other really important lesson within this lesson is just don't push. That's a really big part of this month. Don't try to break yourself out of the cocoon before you're ready. Please do not try to rush a project. It really is just like be super, super present. No rushing. That's a big part of the lesson of this month. These uh, two pulls are wild. So what we're being invited to walk away from, death card, what we're being invited to reclaim and embrace, temperance, (laughs) which is wild because, of course, they run in order. Death is 13, temperance is 14. So literally, we're releasing something and stepping into the next thing in major arcana order. It's also really cool that we're going to be in tethered one, which is number 12 in the major arcana. And then we're focusing on releasing death and moving into temperance. It's all um, quite aligned in a pretty uh, atypical way. We don't typically pull things for these readings that are like in major order. And I remember when I was a reader, that always being a very, very important thing for me to, to share with a client that like, wow, like, you know, when we're connected with um, the actual order, there's something really It's not that it's not special when we're not, but I think it is really lovely when we are. So we're walking away from death card. What exactly does that mean? Of course, we're never truly walking away from death, but if we're talking about reclaiming and embracing temperance, what we're really doing is shifting our focus and our energy. Death is really about composting laying things on the fire and letting them have a new life in the form of sacred fertilizer. In Soul Tarot, that's how we speak of death cards. It's not really a card about death. It's not really a card about loss in the way that we understand it to be when we obviously have the tremendous loss of losing a loved one. Some folks, some tarot readers are really about death card as a card of death. And I, I just want to completely bow to that, that like it, it is inclusive of loss. Um, I just don't teach it that way. It's never really been how it's come forward to me, but obviously this is the idea of this is to think for yourself 
to feel into your own relationship with these cards. So we're not walking away from death, like just saying, see you later. We're just, you know, we've paid a lot of attention over the last, I'd say about since the summer, since about July, July, August, there's been a lot energetically around what's dead, what has died, what have we been carrying that has died, what is ready to be laid on the fire. That's not done, but it really has been the most kind of one of the most important pieces of the last few months of this, of the last few cycles since really cancer season. It really has been like certain things are just, they're done and they have to be laid on the fire. And then like, what does that mean? Do they ever come back? Is our new things going to be born in their place? It's been really big, whether we've sort of had that felt awareness or not, there's been a lot of that. So we're not finished with that work. But it hasn't really been the time to put our invested energy into co-creation, building something new, kind of building the new structures within this kind of new world that we're all creating together. I mean, we absolutely are moving into a time where um, the earth can no longer support, like across the board, living in such a way that Um, We're not taking the climate crisis seriously. Um, This isn't new, but I mean, the awareness of where white supremacy lives within us, um, where structures and systems of oppression live within us, it's not like, well, we have to pay attention to those things now. We do. It's essential. And yet it's been essential for a really long time. So there are certain things that can't continue forward. And that's what I mean by this term, building a new world together. It's not like capital N, capital W, new world, but it is the sense of we're evolving. We're in a time where we're shifting from kind of the earth signs and the outer planets to the air signs. We're in Aquarius. This is about collective understanding, us evolving together. If we're not careful, it can really turn into a thing where we're being so myopic and really collapsing in on ourselves and being very nitpicky and not doing our own work, being more in the business of what other people are doing. This is really about coming home to temperance, which is about co-creating with divine. Over time, learning a new language that's not us making decisions from strategy, from ego, from manipulation, but really of making space in our lives to say, I would like to co-create this with divine. If it's not working, I'd like to honor that maybe it's not time. Maybe it just isn't the time for this to happen. I'm going to surrender it up to spirit. It's a pivotal moment in our spiritual development, our intuitive development, and also in um, the major arcana, where we complete line two and where we really start moving from Um, moving away from the clearing, the unpacking, the processing. Again, all that's going to be there. We're just being asked this month to start opening up a little bit more to the other wing of that butterfly, which is 
Yes, absolutely. Let's keep laying things on the fire. Let's be aware of the pieces inside of us that no longer serve. Let's continue to nourish that compost pile. But also, what are we growing? What are we laying the compost on? What is it that we want to build? What is it about this kind of new vision for a more equitable society that we're we're really passionate about, really interested in? You know, what, what feels exciting about that? You know, there are all kinds of wonderful things that are possible there. So that's what we're making space for. We're not saying, fuck you, death card. <laughs> we're just saying like, hey, death card, see you there. I'm going to walk over to temperance and spend some time with them. So this is more about, again, tending to what's in the garden rather than to what's in the compost pile. And hopefully that makes sense. But that's another really helpful thing with this month is anytime we're really deep into like, what am I drudging up? What's dead? What's done? Even things that you keep being drawn back to that are like really old, very past, like the past, past, past. Um, you may find that it's a little harder to anchor into that. And it's because March really is holding a space of what's possible in an ongoing larger way. So it's really lovely and really helpful to, to hold and make room for that. And what we are being invited to devote our attention to, it's almost like a fixed gaze, a soft gaze that we can keep coming back to again and again this month is awakening or the judgment card. So within all of these things, within all this emergence and potency, essentially we are waking up that we can't have a kind of an emergence that is separate from the reality of the world, right? It's not a, it's not a question of like, oh, I'm emerging into this and I'm not going to think about like life, right? So judgment or awakening um, is really, truly about waking up to the systems that we may be engaging in complicit in that are, are, are creating more of a constriction than they are an expansion. And that's just something to be aware of. It's also in some way an opportunity to take a blindfold off in some way and see something more clearly. And what has really been coming through to me as I've been sort of sitting with this card, especially with regard to this month, has to do with how are we believing that certain things have to be really hard when maybe they could be easier? Like, is it possible? And I don't know the answer, but is it possible to consider that certain endeavors, certain um, things that we may be believing are going to be so hard, so time-consuming, so challenging because they've been before may not be anymore because we're changing. We're we are evolving. We are changing. We may not be as aware of it because we're kind of in the day-to-day slog right now of the same thing over and over again, um, where so many of us are under-resourced, undernourished, um, the, in so many different ways under the enormous stress and weight of this pandemic and the racial reckoning that we've been moving through and all kinds of uh, many, many different crucially important ruptures in order for there to be greater repair. Um, 
what does it feel like to consider that in all of this, through the the whole spectrum of everything we've talked about, that all of it is in service of continuing to evolve on this planet with our eyes open, that we're not um, just going off and doing whatever we want to do, bringing whatever we want to bring, that it really is about us continuing to live and expand and grow in awareness of the collective. Like what is serving? What are the prayers that are going out that we're answering? What is, um, what were our stories about certain things being so hard, so impossible? Where did those come from? You know, for some of us, it's like my experience. So that's a totally different thing. For some of us, it's just like the story. Like we don't actually have any evidence that it'll be like hard at all. So really this month, what is really powerful in devoting our attention to awakening is that very word that within emergence, within this question into belonging, there are tremendous opportunities for awakening, tremendous opportunities for clarification, for really solid answers to things that have maybe been wobbly for a really long time time in us that we may get to just say, I'm really rooted in my answer here. This is my truth. This is what I know today. This is what I'm doing. The more we can sort of, again, take that blindfold off again and again and again, really see what's here. So in order to continue to grow and evolve in the direction that we're being called, um, again, the more the more supportive it will be, not just to us, but to everyone around us. So I encourage you to meditate or to reflect or to inquire on what it might mean to devote your attention to the awakening card or the judgment card. Like, what does that feel like for you? You know, again, judgment is very much an energy too of being aware of how we're judging ourselves and other people. It's an important thing to keep in mind, especially in all this Aquarius energy really easy to just, again, sort of take our eyes off our own paper. And sometimes that's super important. And other times it's, it is really important to remember to keep our eyes on our own paper if we're finding ourselves really preoccupied in what someone else is or isn't doing to just be in our work. It's important to be in our work. So a lot of really powerful, powerful stuff here. And as always, this is just a framework just an invitation um, and an opportunity for you to hopefully take your journey with these cards much deeper um, and really feel into what they're calling out and saying to you, you know, what they're, what they're calling to you around this month. Oh, so many big and exciting things to share for the month ahead. Um, we've got a really special podcast series coming up this month. I have a new course to share. New website is coming out. Like it's all dropping in the next like, like day to like, it's like in a day in 10 days. And you know, it's like a lot of really juicy goodness. And so, um, yeah, I'm just so excited to share it with all of you, but all that will come in time for this moment. I love all of you. I'm so grateful to be here with all of you. I wish all of you well. May you have an absolutely exquisite 
march and month ahead and day and week and until we meet again please take beautiful gentle exquisite care of yourselves more soon <laughs>